0: Man, so I'll tell you, I've been
1: playing a decent amount of Mass Effect the past week for sure, but I've been playing also a lot of Caves of Quad. Mm, yeah, that's a fake
0: game. Or Caves of Cud, Um or Cud. I don't know how you say it. It's Q Q U D. Cud is the cow what the cow chews up in its mouth. That's true.
1: So it's probably not that one. It's probably Caves of Quad. I think it's Caves of Quad or Caves of Quud, but it's so good. <laughs> It's like an extremely old school, it's an old school dungeon crawler, like roguelike game where like you can die all the time. Everything auto populates. It's got generative lore. Uh, it's got really goofy, old timey
0: graphics. Where even Where do you even find these games? I feel like you like go to Chinatown and like in the back room, there's like a hidden game that only like 10 people have played. I don't
1: know. I just, uh, I hang out with a lot of people who like weird games and then they're like, look, you got to play this weird game. And a lot of times I'm like, no, that sucks. But sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like, Ooh, this is fun. And Caves of Quote is one of them. It's so like, so the character I'm playing right now is a character archetype I built called laser Bigfoot. And he's a huge man. He's a mutant with extra muscles and fur and eye lasers and flaming hands and hooks for feet.
0: And he's got a two handed sword. So it's just like a, it's like a fake drawing on, on that you did as a kid. It's like, that's basically
1: the character that I have made. Yeah, (laughs) but it's awesome. It's so fun. Um, But it's great. Like things can happen that are really crazy in this game. Like what happened to me in my best run, the way I died in my best run is I found a farmhouse with a bandit outside of it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to merc this bandit. And then everyone in the farmhouse will be like, oh, my hero. So I went and I shot the bandit. It survived, which was unusual because I was one shotting bandits all day. And so I inspected the bandit it turned out it wasn't a bandit, but it was the farmer in disguise as a bandit at his own house. And so when I shot him, all of his guard dogs and the local police came to chase me and I ran into a cave to
0: hide and it filled with lava and I died. Oh, my God. Okay, now I'm looking at pictures of this game. It looks like shit. Yeah, dude. It's an old, old-timey, like, ASEII type,
1: like, fucking.
0: <laughs>
1: but it's, it's fucking sweet. There's, like, all these cool adventures you can go on, all these, like, weird generative stories. It, it looks
0: like it's breaking.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. You, you know, I don't, I don't know. Graphics are, like, for babies. It's, like,
0: a cool. I'm, I'm laughing at this. That's awesome. Yeah, There's, like, this it, map of the continent, and it just looks like. Yeah, it's just to- breaking.
1: It's totally like, it, it totally looks like <laughs> MS Painty Sprites, but it's like, it's so fun. It's so good. It has so much like generative storytelling shit. That's so interesting. Um, And like, it's like actually, because it's like, it's permadeath, right? So if you, you can't like save, mm-hmm. um, you can only save when you quit. And so. Perfect. Uh, If you like fuck up, you just like die and have to be like, well, Um, you gotta be like, well, time to, uh, time to build a new guy. Uh, you can just roll up a random guy, which is what I usually do, or you can make one yourself, which is probably a lot easier and probably die a lot less than just getting like um, a randomly generated old man
0: I, I don't know i think someone should play these games it's not me i think it's you i think you know again every every game needs to be played but some of them are responsibility you gotta try man it's very fun okay all right well guys we got the video game recommendations out of the way first three minutes of the show now we're gonna talk about uh world affairs well First, before we talk about world
1: affairs, which also I don't think is what we're going to talk about, uh, you're probably wondering, when you say this show, what show are you referring to? And the answer to that show is the Game Boys podcast, a show about video games. My name is Lux. I'm Griffin. I'm a little sleepy right now. It's Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday, 3 uh, 3 p.m. Your time. We're also joined, of course, by Super Producer and uh, Editor Haley on the ones and twos. Who's with me in central time where it's the late afternoon and everyone's, you know, I guess it's like nap time vibes. Haley, are you are you are you feeling tired right now? Always feel sleepy. I'm going to I'm going to guess when she edits her own answer and she says, yes, it's definitely <laughs> no. nap time vibes.
0: Oh, you can't hear Haley. I'm going to direct line
1: to her <laughs> at all times. Mm-hmm. Perma perma discord. Um man, but yeah, it. I don't know. I've been having a lot of fun with that. Also, obviously, the Mass Effect shit's fun. Man, the Mass Effect Remaster is so much better on two than it was on one. I think because really? the engine is different, like the graphical engine is different. So like the way that it incorporates the update just like looks so much better. Hmm. It's like it's like one was so
0: janky they can only do so
1: much. Well, yeah, because one was on the Unreal Engine of like two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like there, it's a little bit less than what you can do with like the two thousand nine two thousand ten edition. Um, and so everything like comes in looking better and then is able to be smoothed out to like a higher degree of detail and it looks awesome. And like a lot of the, the system updates also play a little bit better
0: on the, on the second one. Also, cause the first one's kind of janky,
1: generally speaking.
0: One of the biggest problems in game development is people just like wanting to make their own engines and just not using unreal. <laughs> like, like that's the story of like a lot of failed or like just, just awful productions is like, um, they always want to, like, rebuild the engine from the ground up.
1: Yeah, and sometimes that works really well, but I think we've seen pretty decisively that, like, they, you know, it's like, usually it works better just to use an engine that already exists. There are definitely exceptions, but, like, almost always.
0: Caves of Cud was built from the ground up, and, uh, and it, it, it looks like that, too. It never left the ground floor. Uh, um Hey, look, man, I don't know how many games you play
1: that generate history for all of the monkeys randomly every time you play
0: it. There's um, a different history for the monkeys every time. Yeah, there's a different history for everything every time. This Caves of Cud thing has really locked me. I don't even know what we're doing now. Uh,
1: well, you want you want to talk about Berserk.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We've been talking about Berserk. Um, and We're going to talk about Berserk um, and a few other things. Uh, I, I, but at the top here, I, I wanted to... Uh, wanted to turn up the heat here at the top of the episode, turn it, turn it up, get the bubbles going and slip into the hot tub meta for a second. Oh, have you no. been, have you been paying attention to any of this aquatic, uh, I'm, meta a, I'm aware it exists. And you're subscribing to anyone. Are you tossing bits out there?
1: Um, I mean, you know me, I'm rarely ever tossing bits, but I, I mean, I appeared on a WizWorld world stream. That was a hot tub stream. Ostensibly. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I'm like somewhat um, aware. Well, there's been something for those of you who, uh, you know, have healthy brains who don't know there's been something occurring on the Twitch streaming platform called the hot tub meta. It's been occurring for about two months to the, um, elation of some and the consternation of others. Essentially, you know, there've always been, uh, streamers on Twitch that are just chatting streamers. Maybe they're wearing something, uh, a little revealing. (laughs) uh, Um, but, uh, certain streamers took it to the next level recently by streaming from a hot tub um which set the internet ablaze set some of these streamers to the top of the charts to where some days you would log on to twitch and all of the top viewed channels or a lot of them at least uh would be these hot tub streamers yeah
1: i mean that's it makes sense, right? Like it's a weird it's a weird setting for like a stream. It's like counterintuitive in a lot of ways, uh, you know, just because it's like hot water is like anti-computer in a lot of ways. Um, that's why that's why they're doing it. Well, I'm Everyone just saying there's a lot co- of, you know. A-
0: Competing reasons
1: why it's like the aesthetic is interesting and <laughs> you click on is, it. Lux
0: is in there and he's in the chat saying, I'm not jacking off. I'm anti-computer. <laughs> I'm not saying the idea is that people are doing it because they think computers
1: are bad and they want to destroy them. I'm saying that there's like a, an interesting aesthetic dissonance with like a hot tub versus a normal Twitch thing.
0: Um, well, sh- certainly, and to me, I mean, it, it's torture to be in a hot tub for like more than an hour. So to me, it's an endurance contest. Yeah, am the jacking risk that up someone either. will just die. I'm, I'm, i pro- Well, th- well, not in the, not in the electronic slippage area, but more in the God, like, no, it, it just die dehydration. It sucks, to, it sucks to be in the water for that long, and, and you know,
1: uh, the hot tubs will make you sweat it out. You'll, you'll fucking run out of salt and then die.
0: Yeah. And I think that those are the perspectives that me and Lux have on it, and not the perspective that many people had, which was um, p- pissed off at it. Very, oh, well, so very, very angry. Was the reason that these women were getting away with this?
1: <laughs> so, was the reason. Like So I haven't paid a ton of attention to this, so I'm just going to walk you through what I, from a very limited slice of data, have understood it to be, which is that a bunch of dudes who who are not particularly large streamers are furious that women are succeeding at this because a bunch of other dudes would rather watch women talk in a hot tub or whatever or game in a hot tub than they would watch, like... Uh, Derek 360 no scope 69 play cod with his friends
0: from the Mason's club. I think that they, I think that a lot of them are, um, the argument from their side is that it's not real content, like in the way that doing a 360 no scope is. And I'd say it's just different content. Um, I think that some people attempted to make it about, uh, the, like oh this is like a platform for kids or whatever but it was clearly more about the fact that they felt like they were getting major success off not doing anything to which I would say it sucks to be in a hot tub for they're that they're producing long.
1: a fucking show in a hot tub dude. what are you doing you're putting a fucking webcam on your fucking monitor and playing the video game you would have played anyway in your fucking house where you live and you're acting like it's so much harder than it is to set up a fucking camera rig around a hot tub wire her through OBS and have a conversation doesn't sound like dog shit these people are idiots yeah. is what I'm saying
0: yeah and, and also like uh just to do that every day I mean it sounds like a particular kind of hell but I mean if someone's doing it and wants to succeed doing that then uh, more power to them I guess don't these freaks um, like love the free market and, uh, and I also I would say it's like if it's a thing about being like oh people aren't going to watch me. They're going to watch that. It's like, I think the guys that are looking to jack off, aren't going to be going to watch you <laughs> anyways. Right. Like, <laughs> right. But I think their argument, insofar as there is an argument, again, their whole argument
1: bad faith and stupid. And it's based on series of stupid assumptions, but I want you, I want you to represent their argument, but I'll be the, the cool the cl- side. The claim would be that because the top videos are all hot tub things, the odds of sort of their smaller gaming channel penetrating beyond its pre-existing yeah. bubble are reduced. right Right. right. Um, sure, sure, sure. The answer to that argument is obviously like do better, like
0: make a less shitty channel. Sorry. Um, uh, well, I think that there's undoubtedly a larger market for porn than video games and like, and like, like it is, it is like probably the, there's a slight like argument there. My argument to that is, isn't do better, but that like people who like, like to watch games, are going to like watch your game channel still. Right. Well, that's my point with do uh, better is
1: like, there's a huge number of people who are still watching games independent of whether or not there's a bunch of people in hot tubs. Like that's true. No matter what, if your games channel is better, those people will watch your games channel. If it's like you have to get games channel viewers, the same way you get hot tub viewers. Like you still yeah. have to get them to watch your shit. Your shit has to be good enough for them to do it. And it's not as though yeah. like, it's not as though all the call of duty heads just like put down the call of duty streams to go watch, Fucking hot tub
0: streams. Like they're still out there like watching Warzone and shit. Like so there was all of that discussion for a while, um, which I which I thought was interesting. And then what occurred next, uh from the Twitch business side was really fascinating because advertisers hated the hot tub meta. And that's where things got interesting. Now, why because, was that? Because I, I don't know, it's like does just this isn't this isn't a direct Twitch example, but just like theoretically, like would Nickelodeon want to advertise their c- cartoon in front of like a, a webcam model or in front of like a porn Pornhub thing? No, like they probably like w- there are certain demographics and certain like platforms that they want to advertise on. Right. So like certain advertisers do get turned off. OK, yeah. Um. By by like by if the main content being featured on the site is like is like soft core like horny stuff
1: well even if it's not horny stuff i think a lot of those hot tub streams are just like chatting streams in a hot tub which is like i mean vaguely horny it's
0: horny we can say it's horny stuff i don't know it's, it's
1: it's there's some of them are definitely horny i think some of them are doing other things like i think like people being in a hot tub isn't inherently
0: horny unless you're like a baby Okay, um, What is it?
1: What is it? Sexy then?
0: Like, what's the word? Because it's like if I go to no, uh, some of it,
1: some of it definitely is leaning into that. But some of it's just like people in a hot
0: tub, which is like its own, which is just like a place you can be like without. Yeah, it be- Sure. I guess I'm talking about the ones that are on the top of the pages. though. Yeah, most. Yeah, sure. But I think that there's a lot <laughs> just, of the ones that exist. There are a lot like of ones a distinction that, without a difference. Well, No, it's not
1: because there's a lot that are. Out, I know. I think it's super not a difference. I think a big part of why this discourse is so fucking stupid is the assumption that this is like a, a female sex sales thing that they're all doing sex things to drive viewers in all cases, which is provably false? And I think pretending that it's not provably false is dumb. Um, however, I think I see what you're saying with the advertiser thing because there's uh, if say you're like Razor or whatever and you pay Twitch three billion dollars to advertise on their site and the way that mm. that advertising works is that you're directed towards
0: the highest view Old count videos actually probably a good example you know shave right. the body and, and oh i'm razor smooth. like the mouse <laughs> oh okay <laughs> um
1: sure no that razor like yeah the, the big razor <laughs> big razor the, yeah major <laughs> shaving company would love it but no uh, love uh, like if you razor the mouse or whatever or the keyboards like i can see or like alienware or whatever i can see why right. like If you pay a bajillion dollars to get advertised on the top streams on Twitch and they're all non-gaming chatting streams, whether sexy or goofy or just like bathtub or whatever, like that's you're not getting the return on your investment that you were like initially promised. They can see how advertisers would see that and be like, well, fuck you, Twitch, like you've. You yeah. And I think it, it comes
0: <laughs> down to like a, just a big picture thing. It's like uh, people like uh, I'm 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 really like a pro business, but it's like if a business like businesses do have the right on where they want their product to be advertised, you know? Yeah. Right. Like that just makes sense. Um. So anyways, so Twitch was in kind of a pickle because it was bringing in large and sometimes even newer audiences with these like hot tub streamers like more and more people are like watching and there's like big big eyes and traffic coming to these channels but the ad people were getting scared um so um twitch panicked and (laughs) they love to do it (laughs) removed the commercials from all hot tub streamers so this was a big deal in a couple ways basically like when when i stream like i have a small i have a small channel but i still make money off people watching like the ads or whatever like before my thing and like when you have like seven thousand people like loading in like that does add up to like like some a a certain amount of like commercial money so in a certain sense they demonetized right i mean that's
1: that's what like youtube demonetization is like that's like Mm -hmm. They can't they can't take away your sponsors or donations like really, but they can absolutely take away the ability for you to make money off of their sort of inborn monetization stuff, which is exactly what they did.
0: Right. Um, But then it got even more interesting after that, because then like a day later, they're like, actually, we invented a whole new category called pools, hot tubs and beaches. (laughs) and pools, hot tubs, and beaches is an insane category now that everyone is doing. Um, it's, It's removed from just chatting. And when you stream in pools, hot tubs, and beaches, There's no commercials now that would sound like bad at at first, but actually now it's this weird place on Twitch where there's just no commercials. So you can like click and fly through channels and not get stopped by ads. And and it's, it's like a, it's like a crazy free for all category right now. So the, so two, this raises two questions
1: to me. The first is, are these mostly people at hot tubs, beaches and
0: pools? It's almost always hot tubs to varying levels of, uh, water. <laughs> like sometimes it's like just the ankle. Um, word. Hell
1: yeah. Um, we love <laughs> to see that. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cause pool, sound, pool and like beach and hot tubs sound like places you could have a stream. Pool is insane to me. <laughs> the
0: but, idea but, of streaming in um, the pool. But, but, uh, but, 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 he, but the fascinating, okay, what was your second question? My second question
1: is, Are are there people who are using it to do video game shit or just chatting shit and just lying on the tag in order to be like, no
0: ads, ad free content? So essentially what's happening is I've seen multiple streamers now who never did the hot tub meta now jump into that category and do a troll version of the hot tub meta. And they are like a hundred times the amount of viewers they normally have like like i'm seeing a guy who normally is at like 45 he's at 400 right now uh which is a huge yeah, difference i mean that's when literally you're a, a
1: thousand x
0: yeah it's, it's like that's, close,
1: that's close to a thousand percent <laughs>
0: Um and, and 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 I'm seeing other people like today I saw a bunch of like politics streamers do a, like a charity for Palestinians um that directly funds Hamas I'm kidding uh <laughs> and uh and like they're they're doing and they're, they're like a huge viewership too. So it's like this weird channel that was supposed to be like the channel that we put all of them away into a dark corner in, but it's becoming this sort of right. like who's who like weird little chant, like category because, because I live the experience of shifting through channels without ads is so different. It, encourages you to explore. It encourages you to bounce around and like that gives your ability to just be so much more visible.
1: Well, this speaks to, I think, meaningfully the, uh, one of the big things of our time, which is that like there's a class of people and there are a lot of people who love content that can only really ever be paid for by ad revenue and hate ads more than anything on earth. Um, and I think that this is just like the place for them. And they're like a big chunk of all the people um, that are just these people who are like, yeah, I love YouTube videos. I'm so mad they have ads in them. And it's like, well, someone needs to pay those those producers are like, I love Twitch videos. but they don't I hate these ads. Same deal. Um, so creating a version of Twitch where they just don't have
0: that <laughs> is these people are going to go wild. They're going to love it. They're going to go nuts it's- for it it's like streaming with cheat codes kind of and um because of that it's like so fascinating it's like these like like these these you know these hot tub streamers they've liberated and 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 brought new prosperity to to small streamers um, and i think it's beautiful i'm fascinated by it uh and uh yeah i've been i've been watching uh I've been watching Nephew Quinn, who's a, who's a fellow small streamer. He's a very funny guy. does a lot of green screen stuff. He has been doing uh, a, a, a a ball pit stream, where he's been lying in a ball pit for like two days, and uh, he's on quite the marathon right now. So I wish him luck. Good for him. <laughs> good, yeah. Good stuff. Um, That's really great.
1: So, but are people like just lying? Like, are people just playing games in their room and saying they're at a pool so that they get well, the commercial
0: free? Well... I have not gone and scrolled down far enough. Most people are doing like a weird, like adjacent version of it. Not like, like the real hardcore people who have like 8,000 viewers, like they're in a real hot tub, like in a backyard with like right. cool lighting. But then, you know, like <laughs> people are doing it with green screen. People are, you know, hot foot like, yeah, it's all sorts of weird shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just wondering um, if,
1: if it's going to be that kind of like baseball adjacent, like flirting with like flirting with the rule breaking thing or people are just going to straight up lie about it just to be able to be commercial free.
0: Yeah, I should stream tonight that tonight in, in, in the section and just uh, see what happens. I say you do it. Who's gonna be like, where's the, where's the pool? And you'll be like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, gonna, to... <laughs> I'm gonna play copyrighted music and take my shirt off tonight. Whoa. If you're hearing this, you already missed it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the that's the hot tub meta. Uh, we, we obviously uh, were are pro. I think. Yeah, I mean, we're I, not both sides in this. It sounds
1: like I mean, it sounds like a bunch of people came up with a cool thing. People liked a bunch of idiots got mad because they didn't think of it. Slash, it's not the thing they like. Uh, advertisers got mad because they signed a deal and the terms of the deal kind of changed in a way no one could control. And uh, their incels. Yeah, and their incels. And a corporation caves to their advertisers. But then a bunch of weirdos benefited from that caving in a really insane way. And we love to
0: see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, exactly. Bye, bye, bye. Um, before we talk about Berserk, there's one last thing I had to ask you, Lux. Have what a, you seen these Pokemon card fights? And uh, by fights, I mean actual physical yes. altercations. I've seen a couple. I, I thought you were going to
1: talk about the Katy Perry Pokemon thing, but also, uh, yes, I have seen... Uh, I have seen the the Pokemon fights in the various stores where the adult men are punching each other in the face over uh snapping pack snapping foil packs of Pokemon.
0: They're like curb stomping each other, and it's like, is this really? Are these all streamers? I'm so confused. Like they have to be, right? Like are they just influencers or collectors? Or- like
1: like collecting economies are big. Like so, this is sort of a bigger thing, but like the economy is bad, and like everyone's life is bad and the ability to make money is less and less every fucking year. And the amount of money that goes into the population of working people is lower than it was, than it usually is. And more money is going to rich people. So more and more people are buying into sort of things like sort of the beanie babies adjacent, like the beanie babies craze type approaches where it's like, Oh, I can buy a bunch of these things. And if I can like hit it rich, sell it off, I can sort of make up for this problem. And the desperation to do that then breeds like a sort of greater attentiveness to things like collection economies. Um, So there's the NFT version of that. But there's also like material versions of that. And a big one of those has been Pokemon cards. And so what you're seeing is a bunch of like people who, whether they are or not economically desperate themselves, are driven by like a growth in an economy in which they take part.
0: And now they're driven mad with lust for the potential of wealth. Hmm. Yeah. Um, My my grandpa, he had a good. He was just a hoarder and he would get a lot of Pokemon cards, he called (laughs) them, from the swap meet uh never knew what they were he gave some of them to me but not all of them (laughs) well you know you gotta hang on to some just in case um, i think there's the collector thing too but you know it is funny how we talked about a meta that people don't like that we that we think is totally fine which is the hot tub one because the pokemon opening packs on stream meta is my least favorite thing i've ever seen happen on twitch Uh, it's just like even worse than among us (laughs) it's it's no Among Us at least was a game okay a game that uh, you really hated that people liked (laughs) yeah yeah but okay but this Pokemon card thing come on you got to be with me on this one it's like it's like when a toddler like shits in its own hand and like shows it to you it's like I don't what I don't want that I
1: don't I don't get it either particularly because like I just that's not the way I like to learn about Pokemon and that's not even really what they're doing and so basically all you're doing is watching a dude sort of like scratch off lottery tickets
0: yeah, that's oh. just that's just so like spiritually bleak. Yeah, it feels like bleak for me, and it
1: feels boring. And you're looking at one of two things, right? You're looking at someone who already is doing well for themselves and they're just sort of like
0: indulging in like a rich guy collector's hobby thing. Yeah, exactly. Or, it's like watching a king like pick the chicken bones out of his teeth. It's right. just like, what the, what, what, what are we doing?
1: There's that or you're watching like someone who's not in that position being like, God, I hope I can find a Charizard so I can pay my rent.
0: Like, and either version <laughs> wait, wait, there's those guys. There's I, like, there's <laughs> like the old Gil, like from sure, Simpsons. there are surely but, old gills out there. Oh, um, <laughs>
1: And like that's like either end of the spectrum of let's like collector neurosis economy thing I was talking about. But like that's the thing is like there's nothing on that spectrum that feels good, really. Yeah. Um. And and so, I yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I don't think I've I mean, I, you know, I only watch like things my friends make or like very specific shit on Twitch. But this would never fucking get in my playlist at all, because like what's what's interesting here is like the best case scenario you see an already well-off guy or he's basically a not that well-off person strike it rich opening pokemon cards which like i guess is motivating in some way but is like all right like i'll like i'll just read a tweet about it
0: right yeah i i think there is like um there's people there's always gonna be an audience for like opulence yeah um like just just look at fucking like rich kid tiktok Like I watched a rich kid TikTok the other night that was like, damn, that feeling when you forget that your kitchen has a speakeasy and then like her counter, like X-Men slides out to a staircase (laughs) and then it goes down to like a bar and there's like a guy working the bar. (laughs) It's like, you have a slave. (laughs) Wait, is that one real though? I saw a video too and I thought that was fake. (laughs) That's real. I, 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 I fact-checked it by liking it and bookmarking it.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Word. Well, in that case, yeah, rigorous double-check. I believe it. Um, I, fa- I fact-checked it, it by yep.
0: DMing the lady and saying, that's your
1: real basement.
0: <laughs> uh, she has uh, yet to respond to my request for comment. I can fix her. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. There's always that audience for opulence, but to me, just outside of the opulence, like... Part like it part of opening packs and sort of the randomness of it, but sort of also like the heart of the cards and like the spirit of chance of it was that when you like got something rare or special, it felt like it was like your specific journey and all of that stuff, the heart of like what Pokemon was like, none of that is in this fucking just fucking churn them out like paper like 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 it makes the cards feel meaningless right i was gonna ask about that because i haven't watched these streams but like i
1: feel like they wouldn't so like if i open i don't snap packs of pokemon cards but i do snap packs of magic cards on a somewhat regular basis and like when i do that like i read through each one i look
0: at the art and like they'll do that because they're you know they're trying to buy out time but there's something to just like the the colossalness of it. Like obviously when you sit around friends, you open up a pack, you show each other or whatever, right. but like those packs are still meaningful and special to you. They become part of your arsenal, your deck, you know? Um, yeah, totally. They mean something. Or kind they're a weird th-
1: pack of band <laughs> cards from 1994. You found in a comic you bought on eBay. I haven't any recently. Um, but no, I totally agree. I think that there's like an emotional connection there that I feel like you would kind of lose in this like factory style unboxing,
0: like oeuvre. And most people aren't doing it anymore. Like, you know, I, very few like that, which is why I was surprised to see these clips, because I don't see that many unopenings, because I think a lot of big streamers realize it wasn't in great taste um, to like be like, I just spent a hundred grand <laughs> on <laughs> Pokemon cards. But like people are still doing that.
1: And like, sure. And I think that there's still like a craving for like those kinds of quick hit, get rich schemeries. Mm -hmm. And I think people are willing to like curb stomp other human adults to get their hands on those goddamn packs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, more power to them. Maybe that, maybe it's like a problem that corrects itself with when they just kill each other in the Walmarts. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah. Nature is healing. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Nature is healing. Uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of healing. Wow. I've been watching, a new show. And by new, I mean 1997's Berserk. Yeah, you mean 24 years old. <laughs> um, it's been cool. Obviously, this came on everyone's radar when the creator um, passed away tragically this Ripped week. Ripped to Kantara Miura. Yeah. Um, and, and I encountered it just pure. I mean, I'd, I'd heard a few people mention the show before, but no one ever like hard sold me on it. So, um, and I think that's everyone's fault and I'm disappointed. Yeah, that's crazy that I haven't done that. Cause I talk about the show a lot. Yeah. I've never heard you talk about it and I, and I, but you know, but I also have a bad memory. Uh,
1: so it's going to say, I think I probably have, it. you just didn't register, but I probably didn't push you on it very hard, which also yeah, doesn't I sound to be like pushed. me, <laughs>
0: Um but yeah I I was struck before I even watched the show with the artwork that people were were sharing like the stills from the manga and stuff and how striking it was how how detailed it was but also just like how much every show I've ever watched ripped it off <laughs> Oh yeah <laughs> um it is truly like the grandfather of so much of not just anime but video games as well um yeah i mean it's it um very very many so, of the I, I sound stupid i know i'm real i'm I'm realizing it for the first time you might have known this for a long time plenty of people have i'm allowing myself i'm, I'm exposing myself no, i mean it's it's one of the first
1: real things to like do sort of dark fantasy in in this way of um combining sort of lovecrafty like beyond world's horror with like magic and elves and and bullshit like that. And then also like the anime stuff, the anime or like manga conventions that are attached to it and the sort of samurai-ness of guts. And a lot of the ideas that play around it are all were fairly new at the time or were like kind of new-ish things and it's really fucking cool and like a lot of that stuff exists in novels and places but it was the first time to be like visualized meaningfully
0: mm-hmm. yeah and uh, i mean this this came out like the the manga itself came out like in the early 90s like he started he started showing bits of it in the late 80s um and, but uh, and there's been of course like two actual anime translations one in the 90s and then one in 2016 um, but, uh, yeah, like, I mean, there's like really, it's like, there's no fucking cloud with the buster sword without, you know, guts and that giant sword. Like mm-hmm. there's like, there's emblems that look exactly like the scouts from attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of shots that look like it too uh the trees in certain sequences look a lot like attack on titan um I, I, I there was a sequence in the first episode that looked exactly like naruto like like all of it just like bled into it um yeah. i mean it's
1: it's iconic in the way that evangelion is iconic i think in the sense that it Took some stuff, some of which was existing already and really put like a darker, more like emotionally fraught twist, both visually and like narratively to it Um mm-hmm. in a way that like like it's trying to make you feel things uh, that are not the way those things are like generally done, which I think rules. And so, OK, when we talked about this the first time, you said you didn't watch the first episode because people told you not to.
0: Is that true? Yeah. Still, yeah, I, everyone has made a big hay about this. I've seen people on Twitter say it. And then a lot of people in my own stream community were like, don't watch the first episode. But like no one gives me a good explanation for why, which is frustrating. I didn't do it. I started on episode two. It felt like the pilot. But now I'm going to say this,
1: which is. Say it. I trust you. I don't think that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, what is... Um, wa- the first episode <laughs>
1: has some, like, pretty raw shit in it, although not as raw as, like, what you're going to get at the end of the show. Good God. Like, the shit that's coming is a lot worse than anything that's
0: in the first... Or than most of the stuff that's in the first. I wouldn't say anything. okay, so are you implying that they are trying to hide me from just gruesomeness? I'm not sure. Well, okay, so... Like, like, I, it doesn't... Like, like, or, or is there a, literally a narrative convention that, like, they fucked up and it's better to actually skip the first episode? I think...
1: That I think that that is sort of the idea people are getting at, but I think they're wrong. I think that okay the show, the show's structure is such that it can make a lot of sense as far as like sort of linearity to start episode two and keep going. I think if you start at episode one, you get a dramatic irony in a sense of certain things that I think the show benefits from rather than is degraded by. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I think it makes the tone of the show work a lot better. I guess we'll talk about this when you eventually finish it, unless you want to get spoilers. But I doubt that you do, except because you seem like you're pretty into it. But like, there's the way the show ends, like, like the the way the show ends is such that you kind of want to that watching the the, the first one kind of makes it make a little bit more sense. I think than than watching it like straight up from from
0: two. Um, okay. That was long winded. I'm, tra- I'm trying to talk. Bird- I'm <laughs> trying to talk around
1: something without spoiling it, which is difficult. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Okay. Don't worry about it then. Um, yeah. But like, uh, the show is really, really beautiful and simple. I'm watching the nineties version and, uh, the animation and the, the, the theme that they keep playing in every single episode is this, it's like called guts theme. Um, there's, uh, I've been listening to it when I'm not watching the show. Uh, it's just like a little piano that comes in, and there's sort of like operatic singer. We'll play a little right now. Oh wait, is um, it is it
1: the song? It's like um, there's a bunch of songs that I play as do all the time. Is it a? Is it like that one? We're,
0: we're gonna we're <laughs> playing it right now. Let me send it to you. Okay. <laughs>
1: That's pretty good. Another one immediately. Um, that one is pretty good here. Let me counterpoint is this song. Well, maybe I haven't heard this song yet. Oh God, maybe you haven't, but I, oh, well, hold on. Um, yeah, that's possible actually that you haven't heard it yet. So I'm not going to send it to you. I'll send you my favorite one later. It's also because it might be from one of the OVAs or later things. Yeah. Um, I'll wait, but that one's very good. Uh. There's a lot of good, like, well, there's great music, there's great visuals. So, okay, let's talk my, about how my, f- how far. Okay, in- wait, 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 wait. Hold on,
0: hold on. I played this song because I wanted to talk about it. You immediately tried to say there's a better song that said, actually, I can't play it, and then moved on. No, you told me <laughs> Let not me talk to talk about let me talk about the song, then, instead of you switching subjects. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing the thing that you always do to me. I
1: learned it from watching you, Griffin. But, <laughs> fun, uh, we'll hear about
0: your song. The song is great because they play it in every single episode. And every single time it hits, you're like, this is the theme of the episode. And every single time, it doesn't always come at the battle. It doesn't always come at the dialogue it comes different times you never know when to expect it but when it filters in it is just like the best fucking thing ever and I think more shows should do that it should be like this is the part of this is the meaning part this is like they <laughs> underline
1: this part of the show
0: yeah by it's, playing it's, by playing
1: the special song yeah I think that's fair I And mean, I think it's like, mm-hmm. that's the thing shows could learn from movies because <laughs> yes. movies are very good about that obviously um mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to, to agree that like, I, I like that. And I like, I really like a lot of the, the scoring of that show. Uh, I think it does such a good job of like, cause it, that song's not the only thing that they use in kind of counterintuitive creative ways. Like they sometimes like, will couple like big violence things with sort of like sadder, more like emotional beats or like they'll like heat up an exchange with like some serious like music that's like under like a guy staring at something like they it's not always the most obvious music choice. And I think that's part of what makes that show so fun is that like everything is fraught with like the, the, the growing evil of their world. Like it's not. It's not just, yeah. like, the violence.
0: It's not just the anything. Like, every single thing is infected. It seems like there is this, and I'm, I'm only 14 episodes in right now, but what I love is that it seems like there is this slow evil just on the fringes of the camera just right outside your vision of view that's slowly creeping in um and it's sort of this feeling of of despair and it's just it permeates so much of it. i'm really excited to like see where the show takes me on that um because right now it is still like a lot of simple medieval stuff um people said the show was really violent i don't think it's like crazy violent yet I but like th- maybe it goes there it has some stuff yeah um, probably like without and there's not lot. you don't have this web but just be like yeah maybe it ratchets it out there's a, right now there's, there's a couple there's of episodes like, that
1: are fucking mega brutal for sure okay
0: yeah because like because like I, it is violent but it's not like oh you can't most some people will be turned off by like a how like it's very 90s and simple like i i like naruto is probably just as violent so far Maybe it gets more violent later. I will say um, that
1: there are people I know who, at least in reading the manga, got to parts of the manga that are in the show and were like,
0: absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well then I, I think I'm just super early then still. Yeah, I mean, I just, that's just what I'm getting from the early stuff. Because well, um, there's
1: it has a little bit, and I don't think this is a spoiler, it has a little bit of Game of Thronesiness to it in the sense that it has sort of like a political terrestrial plot and sort of a
0: magical plot. 100%. And, like, like I, the Game of Thrones feels like super... So so much is pulled from this show. Yeah, I mean
1: structurally it's <laughs> drawing it's, it's definitely drawing a little bit and also like some of like just the rawness of the imagery. Um but yeah, it definitely gets to uh like the as the magical plot becomes greater, shit becomes increasingly
0: fucked up. I mean, obviously. Okay. But all right. So I, I got to keep watching then. Yeah, but you uh, do. so far I was like I was like it's 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 cool, but it's not like too violent for me at least. Um but uh I really find the show to be very simple, but very, very earnest in, in this like relationship between Guts, Casca and this character, Griffith, Griffith, who God damn it, man, I, I feel like I'm being gaslit. I feel like I'm like, wow, I'm evil.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's, you know, different name. um, But yeah, he, I mean, he's his thing is he's so good, man. Griffith is one of my favorite Like, I mean, a lot of feelings about Griffith, but like, I think that the execution of the Griffith character, like Casca's great. Guts is great. They're great in ways that are relatively straightforward, although a little more nuanced than like the normal versions of those characters are. And I think a little bit more cleverly done, but they're sort of archetypal in a lot of ways that Griffith kind of defies and increasingly grows to defy as the series goes on. Um,
0: yeah. which but makes, it's like I'm early on, but it's this interesting just relationship where Griffith is the leader. He's a, this young charming leader of this band of bandits, a band of that- rock. hawk. Band of the Hawk that like um Casca and Guts are both kind of like they find themselves within this group and find themselves sort of almost in like a cult like sense, becoming obsessed with their leader and wanting to be, you know, basically just wanting to follow Griffith like into death. And it's really just kind of you're kind of just watching this Griffith character basically just manipulate but also give people meaning at the same time and, and so it's like in this world of chaos and and just despair like someone that like gave someone a chance but like is manipulating them at the same time is what it makes him such a fraught character to me
1: totally and so you said you're on episode 14
0: yeah. So you saw
1: the great part where where Griffith just like in an unintentionally breaks Guts's heart, where he's like, a true friend is an equal who follows their own path. It is heartbreaking.
0: It is devastating. And so it, Guts is eavesdropping on Griffith, who is having a conversation with a princess he's on a date with, 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 Princess Charlotte, and he's and he's like, you know, I only view a true friend as an equal, someone who doesn't follow but leads their own path, and it breaks. Guts's heart. Yeah, cuz Guts is like
1: cuz a part of their relationship that's really interesting that builds to this is that when they meet, Guts is just like I want to fucking kill you cuz you're a guy and I kill guys. So that's my deal. Um and Griffith wins that fight. And then Guts wakes up and is like I'm going to fucking kill you again. And Griffith wins that fight and then Guts is finally like okay, I'm on board, but I'm not going to be like one of your like listeny like listener boy followers and slowly but surely Griffith's vision and his optimism and his desire to like, we can fix this kingdom by being these cool soldiers, um, like infects everyone. They caught up in Griffith's dream and guts thinks that that's like good, but sort of doesn't realize until that moment that actually what drew Griffith to him and made Griffith want to be his friend was like that. He wasn't that. And like, Mm -hmm. it's this brutal moment where he's like, Oh, I'd fucked it up. (laughs) Like, I fucked it up and I kind of like caved on this in a way that like gave up something that made this like special and it's so good Uh, and it's such like an emotionally resonant thing for a show about like a guy with a big sword who cuts dudes in half.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I think it's because I mean, guts like it was didn't have like his mom died during childbirth and his father was horrible. Um, and he just never had anyone that showed him any compassion or love or that he cared about him. And like Griffith like saves Guts' life like more than once. And like the Guts has just never felt any kind of compassion from a human being before. Um, and so, yeah, to sort of feel like when he sees in this moment and Griffith doesn't actually value him as an equal it's like heartbreaking all over again. And then it's like, what, what is guts left to do?
1: It also then is like implicated by his interaction with maybe my favorite character, Nosferatu Zad. Oh my God. Um, who fucking rules and who gives him this prophecy of like, you better make sure Griffith gets his dream or else things are going to get real nasty. <laughs> basically. He's
0: basically a monster. Yeah, he's he's like this monster that appears out of nowhere. And it did remind me of Game of Thrones in the sense that we're in this medieval world and a magical thing happens and people are kind of like they're shocked by it cuz it's not normal, but there have been like tales yeah. in the past or whatever. So, it's kind of like dragons in that sense or something like that where People are like, oh, like demon, they're probably lying. That didn't really happen or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's like
1: part of the like started episode two of it all is that episode one would give you more like of a taste of that kind of shit right away. I see. Um, I see. Which I, which I think is good and narratively smart, but I can like, there's a reason the prologue of game of Thrones is a bunch of guys getting killed by white walkers. Like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, it's actually a good choice, but I can see why people would be like, it starts like the sort of linear story of Guts starts here. Um, is I forget if it's in the anime or in the manga, but is this the one where like guts gets found by the general and he's eating his mom's corpse when he gets found, Mm -hmm.
0: Um <laughs> that As a baby. is not a detail that they told me. Uh,
1: okay. See, <laughs> this is the thing is this anime is pretty raw. The new updated one that looks pretty weird is actually also pretty okay. The and also pretty raw. The manga is incredible, but it is f- fucking brutal. Yeah. Like it is <laughs> ratcheted way up past the TV the past the show and past either of the shows or any of the OVAs or anything. Um wow. It's in the arts. Incredible. The writing is great, but it is like, there is some shit in there that is fun. I mean, I'd recommend you read it. The only frustration is that it's not finished.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think it's kind of beautiful at this point. It's been going on for so long. I'm just like, you know, yeah, but it's also ima- imagine it yourself.
1: It's also like way shorter than you would think for something going on that long that isn't finished just because he would take like years of breaks. <laughs> so what, so how does the anime finish then? Um the anime finishes Did it just get cancelled? Honestly, yeah, I think it just gets I think it just got canceled or like was done. Like it it basically gets you to the point where sort of the second or third chunk of the manga takes off, which is sort of a different type of
0: story than the first section. Okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, like the, this demon, this massive demon just like fucks up hundreds of dudes. And like, while everyone's unconscious and he's like leaving, he's like, yo, that your, your homeboy, your leader Griffith. like he's like, uh, shady, uh, watch out for him. Uh, you might, uh, be dead in a big way. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that the, isn't he, um, I'm trying to remember exactly. Um, he says you'll enter a death you can never escape or something like like he says like, it's like a mummy prophecy. Right. Well, he's
1: like it's like if it's, it's it's like
0: if Griffith's dream dies then like you're fucked.
1: But also Griffith is dubious. Like he's like Griffith is kind of fucked up. If you let his dream die, you'll be fucked So like try to make him not too fucked up basically is the
0: gist of it. Uh it was like, it was like the height of his ambitions or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, it, but yeah.
1: it's so good. Oh, I just I fucking love that dynamic where he's like I got to make sure this guy's dream comes through, true because like an evil green skull man told me to. I
0: love, uh, well, I got a way different impression from you then from that because to me it wasn't that he was saying like, like make sure the dream goes right. To me, it was saying that this man has unlimited ambition and it's going to be his folly and you better watch out. Right. I mean, that's what it means, right? Because if, if, when it becomes his folly, that's the dream going wrong. Uh, okay sure um but like i love when a bad guy warns you yeah that's one of my favorite things their relationship rules in the again in the manga their relationship is very dope cool that's very cool yeah i think I've, i feel like i have so much to go but i mean i'm only 14 episodes in is this like a thing that goes for like 100 episodes in that no. in the 90s or what uh, no it's 25 episodes oh wow okay you're more than halfway Cra- through
1: it doesn't really it crazy. doesn't get to the sort of like bizonker shit until like
0: probably the last like two or three Wow. Okay. Weird. All right. Um, well, I'm enjoying it a lot. It is uh it is an absolute vibe and you know what? It's, it really, after seeing like all the inspirations with like Dark Souls and Game of Thrones and all the other animes I watch and and the music and sort of the 90s setting and I, and the, with him being passed away now, I don't know, like feels like his work is so great like he's still speaking to me from beyond the void with this like piece of work. I mean uh, for sure there's uh, just so much in there. there's um. something there's something really to that that feels powerful. Um, so uh, I thank you. Berserk, I'm going to continue enjoying you. Also, I will say, just between the manga and the anime, it's one
1: of the few things that makes a really compelling case for Little Sword versus Big Sword Um, Mm. because usually... I've seen there's a lot of things where like guy with little sword like dances around to the gut-sized big sword and gets him. Um, but usually it's sort of like, oh, it's because the other guy was dumb or too slow or didn't have the juice to wield that big sword really. But like guts can fucking swang that like one-ton piece of steel. And when Griffith is able to beat him in their fights, it really does feel like this guy is just like lightning quick in a way that is like transcendent. Like they pull that back and forth off in a way that is like pretty rare. And I really love it. I like every time those two fight is so
0: good. Yeah, it's, it, there, there's a great sense in a lot of this stuff about like the action sequences can really describe how powerful a person is in just like really fundamental ways that you can feel. Um, it's super cool um, because then there's like times where Guts is obviously like the number one powerful person in the room. Um, and you just like feel that in these sequences. Um Yeah, it's a a solid show. It's a very, very good show. I don't know. What else we got?
1: Um, I mean, we've gone 50, but I would also say if you like it, I would check out the other anime that they also did. It's like, it looks different. It's not as good, but it's got a lot of fun
0: stuff in it, and it pushes the story forward. Um, Wait, wait, wait. The the 2016 one? Yeah. So, wait. Okay. Does that take off with a 90s one left? Not exactly. Not one-to-one. Okay. Actually...
1: Yeah, it's, I, it's weird, but it's, okay, it's not, it you'll have to figure it, figure
0: it out. <laughs> <laughs> I just, most of the questions I have for you, you're like, I don't, <laughs> Yeah, well, cause
1: I, if I explain it cleanly, it's going to spoil shit that it seems like you're loving the yeah. show. and I don't want to ruin that for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to be both. Hel- I'm trying to be helpful in two directions and they're like pretty incompatible. <laughs> Man, it's all right. Uh, what else is going on? Um, let's talk. Let's really quick. Before we sign off, let's hear about. Actually, before we get to no, yeah, let's. Before we sign off, why don't you tell us about your experience with the Burning Crusade so far? <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. The reason I'm not talking a lot about it is because I've barely had any time to fucking play it. You know, these fucking people, they turn the city back on. I have to leave my house all the time now. It sucks. I'll tell you, I'm really, I'm really <sighs> bummed. Rip, I, I, ripped I, to
1: COVID, I, says Griffin Davis.
0: I just, it sucks. Like, like this game has been perfect during COVID. And, like, they launch it, like, the week I have to go back to work. And, like, the, the servers crashed. Like, I it's just, I don't know i'm playing in little spurts but i'm nowhere near where i want to be and I, and i think uh yeah i think i'm just uh, i'm in one of those times where i want to play it and i can't
1: damn that is a brutal place to find yourself right um, um but speaking of find yourself you find that i know you found yourselves wondering if we're going to have an ad from rowdy on this episode and the answer is yes um, you're gonna you're gonna
0: do it at the end when no one's listening. Perfect. Yeah,
1: totally. By now, you've definitely followed Rowdy on Strava and know what he does to stay fit. But if you want to know how he spends his afternoons and evenings, well, you gotta head to twitchtv chumroom. That's right. Rudy is a mod at Twitch.tv/Room, hosted by Griffin Patrick Davis, and it's all about current events, politics, and gaming. Twitch.tv/Room. It's like SICKO mode, but the news
0: wow that's a better plug than i've ever done wow okay rowdy you're back in my good graces Uh, i'll let you back in the discord um and wow you know a class act guy you know a guy like him he's he, he, just, he gets a lot of exercise. It's probably how he stays so upbeat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's if you check his Strava, he's he's putting up numbers nonstop. Yeah. I, I mean, I might check. I'm this is actually a great ad for Strava for me personally. Now yeah. I'm checking out Strava. Yeah.
1: I mean, look, the man puts up digits on Strava. There's no there's no getting around it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But he wants to plug the tumor room because, uh, you know, he loves the show. He loves he's happy to happy to do it.
0: I'd um. love to keep doing the show. I just my I gotta get my life uh figured out, you know, uh oh yeah, I gotta eat. you know we've they pulled all of our advertising on Game Boys because we talked about the hot tub meta. We just dared to talk about <laughs> they did it, it.
1: during this episode. They said no <laughs> one but rowdy de-
0: allowed. <laughs> yeah, we've a demonetize there's a thing dropping. We're dropping faster than Bitcoin right now. Which, by the way, it's so funny to watch all my uh, acquaintances lose money on Bitcoin right now. It's very good. Yeah, the Bitcoin falling is funny as hell to me. I was at a party or two and people were like, you going to buy Doge? And I was like, you guys are bad people. And and I didn't, but not in those words, but in in a in a in a you know a more charming and informative way. Uh, I'm so excited uh, for a month from
1: now when you're going back to L.A. comedy parties and the past year of like the L.A. comedy scene stabbing itself in the stomach with a blunt knife. Um, becomes like pertinent again Like I'm very curious about those off the pod stories That I'm going to get to
0: hear I'm really excited well, about it Most people went home So it's all about new people moving here New drama, new season, new house, new cast Whoa, new Los Angeles This is your chance mm-hmm. now, now you're like the veteran <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like uh, I'm from a previous season and I like come on to host a challenge
1: yeah or you're like that one lady on Terrace House who's been on several seasons of Terrace House
0: mm-hmm. who just yeah. wants to
1: find love
0: mm-hmm. yeah. um,
1: but I think that's going to do it for us this that's week that's going to do it Put me down. Griffin's sleepy. Me sleepy. I want to get back to my caves of quid. It's time. Everybody go back to your cave. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Uh, also, check out uh, producer Haley at Eat Every Sound on YouTube and Instagram and at the Memory Memory said, podcast. I don't have anything to plug this week, so we'll see you guys later. Bye.